Hi, I'm Brenna Ardron, and you're listening to For Your Healing Pleasure. This life can be rocky, which makes healing a big part of it. I started this podcast as a space to explore all that promotes healing. Through the voices of guests, healers, and thought leaders, I hope you gain bits of inspiration for your own healing journey. I believe together we can heal. So without further ado, for your healing pleasure. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the For Your Healing Pleasure podcast. Um, This is another solo episode, and on this episode, I'm going to be talking a little bit about past life healing and why I think it's really cool, but also really important, and a little bit about what I do with the Akashic Records. Um, This is partially inspired by... so. I had a really amazing healing with one of my friends who's going to be on the podcast in a little bit. Um, She still is getting her ducks in a row with regard to like being able to offer sessions. So I won't say her name now, but that's a little teaser for the future. But um, she's very talented healer, but I did a crystal um, dreaming session with her today, which I've never done before. Um, But what was super interesting about that session is like some past lives came forward and I was just reminded again of how healing past life work is. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about like why that even became interesting to me and kind of some of the experiences I've had around past life healing. Um, so I was sort of introduced to past life past lives being a thing or like past life healing being something important. Um, when I listened to, um, Ainsley McLeod's episode on the expanded podcast with Lacey Phillips, I'll link it below, but he talks a little bit about soul, the, um, like soul lives. Um, and he classifies it in a particular way, kind of in a level system of, you know, the amount of incarnation someone has experienced back on this planet. And he and his, he's written several books and like through, um, like working with his spirit guides, he's kind of channeled a system of like, or information about how we reincarnate um, as souls onto this planet and kind of what we work through, through each of the series of incarnations. Now, I say all of this to say, you know, he's not, that was kind of like what primed the pump to my interest around past lives, um, or like the fact that we do reincarnate. Um, but then when I was doing breathwork meditation sessions, um, on my, or group sessions, but I was like, in groups that were not doing any sort of like past life regression or anything like that at all. I started to have like visions during breath work that, um, that made me think or visions that made me feel like I was either experiencing something that I had experienced in a past life before, or was having some sort of ancestral remembering And the reason why I felt that way was because there were almost like visions that came through that were similar to like watching a movie or experiencing a dream, but I didn't, it was not like a movie that I had seen. It was not a dream that I had had. And I wasn't a 
um, I wasn't anyone within this dream. It was like, I'm seeing this vision of another woman having this experience that I somehow know a lot about and it feel very connected to. And so that was kind of, at the time, I was like, hmm, that's kind of weird. Like, I don't really know what category this is in. And, you know, I've had this experience and it it felt deeply healing in that moment. I had some emotional releases around those experiences that I had and they felt important in that moment. But I kind of didn't really have language for what happened and was just like, okay, well, whatever. So then when I actually like, got trained to facilitate breath work. I met some people and one of the girls um, who actually has been on this podcast, Tina, introduced me. I was talking to her about this, these experiences that I had had. And she was like, you know what? Like you might like this book called Destiny of Souls, um, which was about, I think maybe she was reading it at the time and was like, it's super fascinating. And I would definitely recommend it, especially if you are interested and in like, you know, learning more about past lives. So, um, that book is written by Dr. Michael Newton, who is a hypnotherapist who also does past life, um, or specializes in like past life hypnotherapy. Um, and he threw like a collecting, uh, data, uh, with the help of his clients, um, was wrote kind of a book that conceptualized the way that he, um, helped him to conceptualize like why we, we reincarnate and, um, you know, some of what the soul world kind of um, looks like, or like the, you know, astral plane looks like where our souls go back to between lifetimes. He talks a little bit about the, um, like Akashic library maybe, and like where we study and what we do and how we work with our guides in between lifetimes. Um, super fascinating book, but he talked about this similar kind of, um, like, level system within his own language about like soul souls reincarnating and kind of learning different things as they move through this system of levels. Um, so it was interesting to me also to see this commonality between like other people that are in the past life space between what I had learned from Ainsley McLeod and then now this new author that was talking about past lives. Um, and so I just got more fascinated and more, um, convinced that this was kind of, um, the experience that we were having. And it also brought some language to those visions that I was experiencing and like why there was like a healing nature to them. Um, and so after that I got, so Ainsley McLeod is a past life psychic. This other guy is a hypnotherapist who, you know, through working with clients who brought him to past lives, started to um, explore that realm more. Um, and then there's another individual named Brian Weiss who had a similar experience. He has a book called... Um, uh, like master 
I'll link it below. I don't know why I'm blanking on the name, but it actually is quite short and um, very interesting as well. Um, and so through all of this and then through Tina again, uh, she, once I said, you know, I devoured that book, it was so interesting. She was like, you know what, you should look into the Akashic records. Cause I think that that may be something that's interesting to you as well. And so I took a course on the Akashic records and, um, it was super interesting, but initially I was like really terrified to explore it. I think I was really nervous about doing something wrong and honestly didn't really like explore it as much as I should have initially. Um, but learning more about the Akashic Records, I read another book by this woman named Lois Wetzel. Um, and she has two books that are um, at the time I was looking for, I was like, I want to learn more about the Akashic records. Cause I feel like there's a lot of information here. The Akashic records is described as a vibrational record of everything your soul has is, and will experience. So there's a vast amount of information. Some people describe it as a library. Some people describe it as like a, um, Google for the soul, there's a lot of information in it. Um, you know, you can open the Akashic records for individuals, for animals, for, um, you know, homes that you own or, you know, public places. There's, there's a lot of different things that you can do with the Akashic records. And so, um, it was, it was interesting to tap into this, but also I didn't really know, where to go next. It almost felt like being like dropped into the deep end of a pool and like, uh, learning how to swim. And so I, um, was looking for additional texts on the Akashic records to kind of get more information on like what, what a Akashic records reading even looked like, or like what information would come through. And I came across, um, Lois Wetzel, who, um, you know, if you're nerdy like me, uh, I definitely recommend this book because, um, she basically just does case studies of, um, of readings that she's done with other people. So they're literally recordings, um, that she has transcribed and then kind of added additional commentary after. Um, but it's just recording or, uh, page after page of these like real readings that she's done. And she specializes in old, in pretty much only past life readings. Um, or I guess like I would say past and parallel live readings. Um, so she'll have, you know, some lifetimes that will come forward that maybe are like parallel to the person's life um, or, you know, some future lifetimes uh, sometimes are future possibilities for lifetimes. But for the most part, it's past life um, readings. And so I got further fascinated into this whole past life space. During this time, I decided to join um, Ainsley McLeod's uh he has a group that he works with on a monthly basis. Um, I, I'm not a part of it anymore just cause my, um, you know, 
my interests have kind of shifted to other places, typical MG, like kind of exploring all sorts of different stuff. But I would definitely recommend it to anyone that's wanting to learn more about past lives and kind of to integrate more past life regressions into your, you know, uh, monthly routine. There's a monthly group past life regression. And then he also does some, um, you know, talks with his wife, um, on different topics. And, um, it's, it's quite interesting, but through that, I was able to experience more regressions. Um, and, um, he does it in a quite simple way. Um, so they're not incredibly, um, I know that sometimes like there can be a lot of, um, there can be a lot of like confusion or almost like paranoia around like the past life space. People get afraid that they're going to get, um, stuck in a past life or re-traumatized by a past life. Um, sometimes people are worried, um, that like they're going to go into a, you know, state where they're not able to, uh, really like control, like regain control or come back into their body. Um, that has not been my experience with regressions or my experience with past lives. Um, and I think to kind of start to talk about why I think past life work can be really transformational. Um, so in working with this group and doing more regressions and kind of doing more study about past life, past life work for myself, um, I was able to, when you're brought into regression and you're kind of like, or, you know, you're reminded of a past life in any way, shape or form, oftentimes the healing happens more quickly than you can even like understand, um, or imagine because, even bringing consciousness to like this past experience, you're able to separate it from like what you're experiencing currently and, um, actually release and let things go. So I'll talk a little bit about some of the lives that I have regressed to. And (laughs) as I'm like saying this, I'm getting like, Obviously, if you're here and like still listening, you're probably like somewhat interested in uh, this space. And, you know, this is a woo woo conversation. FYI, I think most of the conversations on this podcast are a little bit woo woo. Um, But yeah, like I'm not I'm, you know, explaining these lives uh, not to say that. I'm like reattaching myself to this experience in any way, but to sort of correlate why someone that has had this past life experience may have unexplained like patterns or, um, you know, uh, fears that come forward in this life if they haven't fully released something that has happened in the past. So something that came forward in, um, 
my session today. So there was one life that came forward that I knew about, and there's one life that came forward that I did not know about. So the life that came forward that I knew about, I've had several lives come forward and, you know, my own, you know, opening my own Akashic records as well as other people, you know, opening the records for me and um, me being in regression of being some sort of sex worker in a past life. I've had, you know, lives come forward where I've been a concubine or I've been a you know, worked in a brothel in some way. Like that's something that I um am aware of as my experience. And even though that's not an experience that I've had in this lifetime, I've shared on this podcast that I've had I've attracted relationships where I've been um, the other woman or kind of been, um, you know, in some sort of situation where like I'm not able to fully commit to another person. They're not able to fully commit to me for some reason. So um, even though like obviously these past lifetimes that um, where I've like been in like sex work, um, are layered and complex and like, you know, the trauma that is experienced there. And there are other layers, you know, that maybe have carried on into this lifetime. Um, one of the main things and like why I think it's come forward in many different ways is like having, um, having a life in which like I did not have full control over like my own experience or over, you know, um, my, um, I like really had to, my safety was control was somewhat controlled by, um, you know, my popularity or whether, you know, men were in my, in my environment. Um, and you know, there were issues around like really being able to commit to anyone or anyone being willing to commit to me because of my past, my lifestyle, whatever. Um, so those lives coming forward, um, you know, in a lot of ways have provided additional context to things that I've experienced in this lifetime. Um, and I feel like in the awareness or like heightened awareness of, um, of actually having these past lifetimes come through, you're able to process them in a different way because obviously I can separate myself from that experience of that woman that was in a situation where she had to make a living and survive off of sex work and selling her body. And I can separate myself from that experience and set and, um, and I can reassure myself like in safety that I don't have to experience this and that in this life. So all of that to say, um, when I first started to do this work of like actually going through regressions more regularly, um, I was able to realize kind of my own process with healing through past life work. Um, and I think sometimes too, like I, 
I recently came across a comment on one of the groups that I'm a part of, um, where someone was talking about how, um, they had a trigger that they couldn't shake. And then they were called to do it, do a past life regression. And the trigger almost went away, um, immediately (laughs) after experiencing that past life. And I think there are a few reasons why that can happen. And I've definitely had that experience with different things. Um, I had an experience, uh, probably about a year ago now where, I was like super, super triggered by something. It was like almost like getting hit by a truck with like a trigger that was really old. And I was old in this lifetime. And I was like, this is really strange that I'm getting so triggered by this right now. And I like, you know, immediately (laughs) was like called to get more books and more information because that's kind of like my uh, you know, uh, that's the way that I work. I just like to like learn more things. And so, um, that was like my first gut instinct. And then I was like attracted to this book. I look, I Googled soul contracts and there is a book of that title, um, which I also recommend and I'll link below that I was attracted to and like brought me to this whole other spectrum of, you know, even how, uh, like we can be connected to people in this life, but that's another conversation for another day. Um, but in experiencing more regressions or having to process more past lives, it is really amazing how quickly the processing time can be. Um, once we're able to, once we learn about a past life and you know, it resonates and it's like, oh, that actually makes a lot of sense for my experience. Um, we're able to separate like that was then this is now, and I can continue with my current experience knowing that I've learned that lesson well, and I don't have to experience that again. When I've started to work with other people on processing past lives, sometimes things will come up and and this is when I'm in session in the Akashic Records, sometimes things will come forward where someone has like a deep rooted fear around, you know, um, you know, relationships or is having like this continual um, issue with money or is, has this like kind of unexplained fear. Um, you know, sometimes it's fear of snakes or rats or, um, you know, birds or whatever that they can't really like fully explain in, from this lifetime. Sometimes there are links to those things that have a pretty clear, um, have a pretty clear connection to a past lifetime that once you're aware of it, it makes a lot of sense and you're able to actually release it on a soul level. Um, or you're able to release that fear from your body. Almost like, um, if you, uh, I don't know, had an experience where you got trapped somewhere like in a tight space or like got something stuck, um, when you were a kid, um, 
but you like know that you wouldn't put yourself in that situation again or whatever, like you may be able to like having that memory to go back to, you may be able to actually release it in a better way. Um, but yeah, it's interesting because like some examples of that could be like someone that's terrified of, of rats in this lifetime that like, doesn't really have, you know, any clear reasoning as to why, um, they would be terrified by that. Um, sometimes in a past life, they've like been imprisoned in a situation where there were like rats crawling all over their feet or their legs or something like that, which is a clear reason why someone would be afraid of rats or mice. Um, or sometimes people have like really intense fears of water that, um, cup that they can't really understand or explain, but then in a past life they passed away of drowning. So then there's like a clear link as to why they would be terrified of water in this life. But for whatever reason, once you're able to connect the dots between what happened then and what your experience is now, you're in a better, you're in a better position to actually make decisions about your life from an active place instead of a passive place of like, I don't know why I'm terrified by this, but I am. And so I'm going to continue to be, um, because that this is the only experience that I remember. Um, there are different reasons why people think that this is, uh, this is, that we hold on to past lives. Um, some people believe that because our soul has one singular experience through all different lifetimes, um, we, even though we pass away between each life, our physical body passes away, our soul has memories, um, that, you know, remain because they, our soul has experienced every and all lifetime and every incarnation, um, in every, in every place. So on the physical plane, as well as elsewhere. Um, the, the reason why I feel like at this point in time that, um, we may, these like traumas may be re-triggered when we come back into physical bodies is, um, because even though like our soul has like a wisdom to it of, you know, knowing that this is one singular experience and that even as our physical body passes away, that we'll still survive. I think that there is something that sometimes can be uncomfortable for souls when you're actually incarnating a physical body and being reminded of that can, um, can feel really, uh, can like re-trigger some emotions or some fears of like, uh, I don't know why I'm thinking of this, but it's almost like if you've ever had like a really bad hangover or something, um, and you're like, oh, well, why did I, why am I feeling so hungover? Like, oh, I had beer before liquor, like never felt sick or whatever the saying is. So you're like, oh, I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to have beer before liquor. And then you 
get hungover again and you're like, oh, I didn't have beer before liquor, but like maybe I mixed alcohols. And so like, I'm not going to mix. And then people like create all of these different like superstitions around drinking of like, oh, well, I'm not going to do this or like whatever. Like, you know, I've known people that are like, I only drink white wine or clear like liquors because otherwise I'll be like, there are all sorts of like superstitions that we create, you know, as humans around these processes. So I think in some ways, sometimes our souls in, um, you know, in being back in a physical body and remembering like, oh, last, last time I was here and was having this experience or like last time I was in water, I drowned. So I'm not really interested in being near water, even though like, you know, I've, I've studied my Akashic records and I know that this is, you know, something that like I don't I've learned the lesson around and I don't have to experience again. Or even if it's not something that's linked and um, linked to this life, like I I don't really have like a present danger of drowning. I'm still not so sure about water and I'm like still not so sure about like having that experience. And so I think it can be really helpful to like bring consciousness back to some of this stuff so that you actually can have some like active agency, um, in, in healing. Uh, I guess like I'll talk about like the other life that came forward for me today that was really interesting. So, um, I, I had, so in the session, she talked about, it was kind of a different session where I, I felt like I was kind of in a more hypnotic state, which was really interesting. And I like that stuff. So it was fun for me. Um, but what came forward was like this past experience of having an egg topic pregnancy where, um, you know, and no one could really do anything about could do anything about it because I was in a time period where there was like very little medical understanding around that. And so, um, you know, it, it was interesting because in doing other readings for other people where, you know, experiences like this have come forward, um, it's not always related to like trauma around pregnancy can like in, you know, my experience of the readings that I've done, um, can be, uh, can carry forward a really like challenging experience around like women even being interested in being pregnant or like being interested in being in relationships. Like you could have a conscious desire, but like subconsciously you could be really terrified of like, oh, but last time I was pregnant, I, you know, uh, died in childbirth or last time I was pregnant, I, um, like, had already had 10 kids that I couldn't feed or whatever it is. And I I've seen this happen before. So it was interesting, um, that that egg topic pregnancy came forward. The other thing that can happen that's really interesting or that can be linked to past lives, um, where you have like, uh, physical trauma to the body or like sickness within the body is people can like lose trust, like feel betrayed by their bodies or lose trust in their bodies. Um, and so you can have trust issues that almost like maybe don't feel fully explained. Um, but it's, it's almost like you don't trust the physical body, (laughs) which, um, you know, can come up and have lots of different, like, 
obviously can have lots of different impacts with the way that you interact with your body. Um, so it was really interesting to have that come up. And then the other thing that was interesting is, um, you know, the person that I had been, um, pregnant with in that particular life, my husband in that life, we had had, I had the feeling that we had a very happy life up until that point. And then this happened, which was like, I thought I was pregnant. And then, you know, the preg- there were complications with the pregnancy that led to my passing. And so there was like a terrifying nature to that of like feeling like not only like I had failed, but like also, you know, blindsided by this thing coming forward and like really affecting this relationship that had been quite happy up until that point. And it was interesting because I realized that at some level there was like some, um, you know, fear around relationship that maybe is linked to this part, this particular lifetime, because it's like, oh, well, I was happy in that experience. And then this really bad thing happened. And so I don't even really want to get near there because that could happen again. And I could hurt another person or I could hurt myself or whatever. So I share that um, all to say that it's interesting how sometimes when these lifetimes come forward, we can start to realize like, oh, that's where that comes from. And I don't think that it's past life work is not necessarily in place of present life work. I think that you definitely need to do both. Um, you know, there's, there's lots of stuff that I talk about on this podcast that is, is very much linked to um, working with uh, traumas, big T or little T that you've experienced in this lifetime and reprogramming and reframing them. But I think the other piece of it that sometimes we miss or don't really explore as much as maybe we should is the past life piece of what things have I not healed from a previous lifetime that are still running in the background and still affecting my experience. Now, uh, we're lucky that there are lots of different ways to do this. And, you know, um, I'm, I'm not recommending, uh, anyone to just like go out and kind of like with their eyes closed, pick someone. Although (laughs) interestingly enough, I had an Akashic records reading with a woman, uh, who I basically like looked up. Akashic Records reading reviews and then found a blog post that someone had written where she was their Akashic Records reader and booked her based on that and, you know, had a really great experience with her. Um, I'll I'll link her below. I mean, I offer Akashic Records reading, so I would love for you to come to me, but I'll link her below if you're curious about her as well. Um, She's really great. And I think she's based in the Midwest, but she does virtual readings and stuff like that. Um, And yeah, it was, I, I, I would say that I wouldn't recommend people to like not do their research beforehand. Um, uh, you know, as with anything, but I think that like there are past life psychics. Um, there are people that there's, um, 
hypnosis sessions where you can um, experience like past life healing. Um, there are Akashic re- records, readings, um, even like this crystal dreaming session, which is new to me. I'm excited to learn more about it, but like experiencing that, um, you know, you're kind of going into this dreamlike state and so past lives can come forward. And so there are a lot of different ways to access this information. I mean, even for me, spontaneously within a breathwork session, you can have an experience that finds you um, that, you know, may contribute a lot to healing. But when I typically when I um, talk to people or like when I consult my own records, um, the the issues that I recommend people to look in is if you have a pattern that's reoccurring that like you really can't explain or you haven't been able to like uncover, that may be a sign that there's something that happened previously or something that feels really deep rooted, but you're like, it feels, I keep on trying to trace it back to when the root of this experience is and it feels older than something that I've experienced in this lifetime. Like if you have, you know, um, chronic trust issues that you feel like maybe were activated in this lifetime, but also you're like, but I, I don't ever feel like I really was able to trust, then that may be a place to look. Um, another place is like, if you have like a reoccurring pattern, so you feel like, um, you keep on attracting the same experience. Um, there may be a past life um, experience that's looping in there that by illuminating it, it'll bring some more consciousness to that so that you're able to actually access some more healing. And then I've uh, talked about, you know, fears or phobias that exist in this life that feel kind of unexplained or really intense. That may be something to look into um, from a past life perspective as well. Um, yeah, I guess like to go back to like some misconceptions around like past life healing, of course, I mean, to be interested in past life healing, uh, you have to believe that we reincarnate at some level and that like you have experienced lives between before this lifetime. Um, so that maybe is a base level, um, But I would say past that, like fears around being like re-traumatized by a life, you may have emotional releases around, like I do know that people sometimes have had connections. I feel like this happens more often in regression than, um, although, you know, I have had it happen in session within the Akashic records as well, um, where people have had like emotional releases or felt emotional when they've been reminded of a past life. That being said, oftentimes it doesn't, in my experience, I have not had it re-traumatize me because you're in, you're being reminded of that life in such a quick manner Um, or, you know, for such a short period of time that 
it's not like you're, it's not as if you're watching a movie, um, in regression. I mean, you are, you, you are watching like kind of a highlight reel of that life. Um, but when you're in an Akashic records reading, I'm describing to you what I'm seeing or what I'm feeling. And so oftentimes you're not, it's not like you're actually living or experiencing that pain in that same way. Um, that being said, sometimes there can be an intensity to something because you're finally making that connection of like, oh, that's why I'm so afraid of this thing. Or that's why like I was so happy then and then this happened. Or that's why this affects me so deeply. And sometimes at a soul level, that remembering can like have, you know, an emotional quality to it. But oftentimes it's met with healing. And so either there's in the Akashic records, there's typically additional perspective that's given. Um, that's kind of like the overarching perspective um, to allow you a place to release it. And I think also the separation between this is a past experience. Um, I This is something that I learned when I was in Ainsley's group, um, but just like the mantra of that was then this is now, especially after you're coming back into your body, um, is really important and transformational for like, um, I guess like coming back to a place that like, I don't, I've already learned that lesson and I don't have to re-experience it now. And so I don't need to hold on to, um, I don't need to be hyper vigilant about this thing happen again or like protecting myself from this experience. Um, the other thing that people, um, you know, people oftentimes will get like, I think sometimes around healing, we can get really, uh, worked up about doing it correctly and doing like the next right step. And in my experience with um, working with past lives, it can be a subtle form of or the experience can be quite intense and then the healing can be quite subtle. So um. I guess I say subtle because it can almost happen in a way where you're not really efforting at it. It's just like, oh, I remember that now. And so I'm able to actually integrate uh, the healing better. It's almost like, um, so if you're dealing with like a wound that is like a really deep cut or something and you keep on putting a band-aid over it like you know like a band-aid that you got at the drugstore that's like this big <laughs> I feel like I'm signaling on the video but like you guys know what I talk about a standard band-aid and you're not like actually cleaning out the wound or using any sort of disinfectant or maybe like repairing it with stitches if necessary, then that wound is not 
going to necessarily heal fully because you're only kind of healing it at a surface level. And I think that when you start to do past life work, you're able to get to different roots and layers of what you may be experiencing so that you can heal on a deeper level that is past our current experience. Um, In my session today, I like was drawn to a particular uh, chakra area and we did a lot of healing around that. And it took multiple levels and layers of, you know, some things that had happened in this life and some things that had happened, some of the past lives that came forward that I've shared. So um, sometimes it's layered. And I think that um, being aware of past lives and like being, being aware of that work um, can help us to better work with some of those layers. Um Yeah. So I wanted to talk about that because I feel like I haven't really done an episode that's been more about like why I was even interested in getting into the Akashic Records. Um, I guess to talk a little bit more about specifically what happens in session. I have a few sessions that I did on Instagram live with some of my friends. Um, And so I will link those below if you're interested in kind of being a fly on the wall in session. Um, I know that I enjoy that um, in general. Like this is a side note, but some of my favorite podcasts I'll link below. But um, Esther Perel has a podcast called Where Should We Begin? That is um, you sit in on real couples counseling sessions absolutely fascinating. And then Ramit Sethi has a podcast that I think it's called, I will teach you to be rich as you know, all of his stuff is called, but, um, it is sitting in on couples like sessions talking about finances also very fascinating, but yeah, I did a few sessions, um, where on Instagram live, which was, um, a little bit nerve wracking for me, but I, it was really interesting and like super, um, powerful to kind of see. Um, and I was so grateful to Stacy and Yvonne who were willing to, um, actually be vulnerable in that way. Um, but it will help you to kind of see a little bit more about like how my sessions work for the Akashic records. And, um, I'm sure that I do it differently than, um, than other people do. Um, But basically, I open your records and um, I channel from the records. Um, The way that I channel is um, I I feel like I go into a different, a slightly different state, like a more translate state, but I'm not, um, I am still me. And I am just listening to messages from spirit and relaying that or from the records, I guess I should say, and relaying them. Um, I do know some Akashic Records readers who actually um, they speak in third person and are 
feel very separate from their body and are almost more, um, uh, yeah, I, I guess like it's a different form of channel, um, where they, they're not necessarily, they don't have memory of what's happened within the session because they are kind of more conduit for information. Um, I learned in reading the Akashic records that I don't really store those memories at all. Um, I do have some memories from past sessions that are like especially poignant, but, um, Typically, if I were to talk to someone from, you know, that I did a session for like six months or a year ago, I definitely wouldn't be able to speak about specifics and they probably would remember things that I would not. And some of that is because I, um, I do think that I go into somewhat of a, I go into like a more trance like state and I actually, I typically don't record sessions on my end. I'll allow clients to record locally, but I did have someone send me um, the recording back so that I could watch myself. And it was really kind of strange because um, I was like, oh, like I don't have memory of like, you know, some of the hand movements I was doing or some of the things I said uh, felt very different. So um there definitely is a shift in energy, I feel like, when you go into the records. And then it flows sort of like a conversation. So their question, the client asks a question and then I channel the response. Um, working with the records was like one of the biggest trust exercises I've ever had to do because um, I am literally just getting the messages that I'm being shown or, you know, and I say shown kind of loosely because my intuition, uh, I don't, I will, I don't see everything. It's like kind of feelings and, um, you know, what's coming through my body and like what symbols I'm being shown and stuff like that. Um, but, I'll relay messages and then, um, you know, things will kind of flow that way. But what was really interesting about beginning to do this work was um, getting questions that were like very short. And of course, I had no information about because most of the people I've read for, I I guess maybe now it's 50-50, but initially I read mostly for people that I did not know. And, um, so I didn't have any information about like their experience or what, um, they were asking of me. Um, and so I only had to rely on what I was getting intuitively, which was really, um, really interesting for me and actually really important for me and like building more trust with my intuition, but also can be a little bit disorienting and scary because, um, each session is new and different and I don't, I cannot prepare for, um, what will come through. So it's almost like a big trust exercise of, I will open the records and whatever messages come, uh, will come. Um, in the past lives that have come through for some of my clients, I won't get into specifics necessarily, but 
um, it has been really interesting to see from, um, you know, even in session, things that have resonated. And, you know, if you guys want to watch Stacey and Yvonne's episodes, then you'll be able to see that in more detail. We talk a little bit after about what pieces resonate. But it also is really interesting to see some of the transformations that happen afterward. Um, I've had clients that have come back to me afterward that have been like, oh, like, you know how this came up? Well, I talked to this other person um, and they reinforced the reading. Or I've had people that have, you know, something has come up in the Akashic Records reading and it's given them licensing to do more of that sort of work um, after after the reading takes place. So it's been really interesting to work more with the records and I still feel like um, a newbie in many ways because uh, it is, you know, that exercise of trust and like strengthening that muscle of connection. And I know that I still have work to do there. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I wanted to do this episode and, you know, I never know sometimes like how these episodes are going to turn out or if, you know, anyone's going to understand anything that I've said, but, um, <laughs> I guess like, the reason why I wanted to do this episode is really to illuminate to you all why past life work can really be helpful and transformational. I think sometimes people kind of um, pigeonhole it as like, oh, people are so fixated on and living in the past. And, um, you know, I have heard stories of be of people maybe being too fixated on past past lives and being too um too interested in like either regressing other people around them or going into regressions themselves and kind of living in the past more than they're actually um taking action in their present life. But I will say that in my experience and in, you know, some other experiences that I've read or heard, um, when people go to exploring or remembering these experiences that have happened in the past, it can bring about quite deep healing that actually um, gives you more agency to do more healing in this life, um, on things that you're having issues with. Um, yeah. So I hope that episode was helpful. Um, I, yeah, like as, as always, if you enjoyed this episode, um, I, would love for you to let me know. I love reading DMs from you guys when you have listened to the episode. Um, and if you find this impactful, even sharing it with your community, that would be amazing. Um, I do also offer sessions. So breathwork meditation sessions. I offer Akashic Records sessions. I'm starting to offer intuitive coaching as well. So if any of those things feel interesting to you, um, you can reach out to me on Instagram or go to my website. I'll have all of that stuff linked below. And um, yeah, I am excited to share more with you 
on this channel. So um, I hope that you enjoyed listening and I will see you next week. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the For Your Healing Pleasure podcast. You can listen to us on all podcast platforms as well as watch the video on YouTube. To keep up with this podcast, please subscribe. And if you liked what you heard, please leave us a review. I really appreciate it. To keep up with Spiritum Meditation and this podcast, you can follow me on Instagram at Spiritum Meditation. If you would like to book a session with me, you can do so at SpiritumMeditation.com.